is the family dinner, of course. And open presents. <laughs> Honestly, I don't know about traditions, just the best thing is being with my family and, you know, giving people presents, you know. I say is going down the stairs at, on Christmas Eve and finding presents. My favorite Christmas tradition is hanging up our Christmas lights and spending the day putting up our decorations. How about you? I'm with her. You're with her? And the, and the answer? You're just here with her. Both. <laughs> okay. Uh, visiting all my family on Christmas Eve. We'll go around everywhere and have a cup of tea and drop off presents, and it's a great time to be Santa Claus. How about you? Uh, my favorite these days is putting up our replacement of a Christmas tree. We have a Christmas garland that we fill with ornaments. It's all that can fit in our apartment. <laughs> um, every year after Christmas dinner, we give gag gifts, and they're just a joke gift that we give for someone, and it has a riddle, and they have to try and guess what it is. <laughs> yeah. How about you? Oh, I thought we were all going to say, because we all agreed gaggets. I was going to say It's a Wonderful Life. We watch it every Christmas Eve. And how about you? Probably church on Christmas Eve. Our favorite tradition is giving cookies to the police officer. And the fire hall. The, uh, Christmas song? Yeah. And how about you? Christmas dinner. Oh, <laughs> uh, lighting up the Christmas tree. And how about you? Um, we go to Mass, like an early Mass, and then we open presents on Christmas Eve. Well, I'd have to say turkey dinner. And how about you? Family time. And how about you? The turkey dinner. <laughs> <laughs> Opening Christmas presents. Well, there's no real Christmas without traditions, right? And we all have traditions, we hope. And I'm going to encourage you today to have your traditions and lean into them. So I'm always surprised at really how simple most of the holiday traditions are. It doesn't really take too much to create a tradition. You know, we all have the tree thing going and the presents and the Christmas cards, although Christmas cards seem to be kind of fading away, don't they? Uh, as well as the Christmas newsletters. And then there's the food in our house. Of course, it was yesterday was cookies, lots of cookies being made. And then, of course, the families and the friends gathering, which this year will even be more strained, of course. But... Um, so we have our traditions, and they all seem pretty simple. But the truth be told, you know, we Americans, we, we really don't know what to do with traditions. We, we like them, and we have them, but we don't really understand how tradition works. We're, we don't really value tradition. We're not like the British who love tradition, you know, or like Mexico loves tradition and this sort of thing. Our culture, we really value innovation, being new, starting everything over, we're not too set on just like repeating something from way back in the 15th century or whatever. We, we, um, we have traditions, and when we have our tradition, we really like them. It's just that we don't know why. I mean, who hasn't ever been to a Chiefs game, and they're doing the national anthem, and then the Jets fly over? And dudes who haven't cried in like 30 years will tear up, you know? Like, and then you guys are like, what's wrong? I'm like, I don't know. It's got them in my eye, I think. So, you know, it's like, but it's just that moment. Like, what is that? And we don't get it, but, but they work on us. And so it's an interesting thing for us Americans to crash into traditions. I remember uh, my niece's Jewish wedding a few years ago. And Jewish weddings, you know, are full of tradition. They're just all about tradition. And this one wasn't any different. You know, there's that tradition where they step on the glass, you know, it's in the napkin thing. And then they carry the bride and the groom around over your heads in chairs, right? So... Now, 
So that's cool. They did all those things because it was the, the tradition. But the, at the same time at their wedding, the, the really interesting part is both the bride and the groom, the whole time they're getting carried around in chairs and doing, every time they did a tradition, they kind of mugged the audience and kind of went like, yeah, I don't know. You know, and then they kind of smiled like, we're doing the tradition. We don't know why. It's a tradition. And, and that's kind of the way Americans handle tradition. We do them. We think they're cool if we do them at all. And then we think like, yeah, I don't know. We just do traditions. So now, uh, as far as traditions go, some have religious arguments against traditions. And I'm talking some certain brands of Christianity. My eldest brother believed that only pagans would ever bring in a evergreen tree into your house because that was a pagan ritual of the winter solstice. And he said, no Christian should be celebrating this thing with a tree thing. So he's all uptight about that. And, um, and then I understand that Jehovah Witnesses, they don't celebrate birthdays or Christmas or, for that matter, any sort of holidays, you know, um, the way I understand their belief on this sort of thing. So now, this Christmas, the Wilburns and friends will be making our pilgrimage down to the plaza. It has to be at night, so you can see the plaza lights, of course. And we had been going to Winstead's, but I guess Winstead's is kind of shut down, so we had to find some kind of grubby food to eat down at the plaza, so maybe it'll be Shake Shack or whatever, but we are going. We will go. Why? To eat hamburgers. So, so let it be said, let it be written. That's what we do. We just do that. That's what happens, right? So for Kansas Cityans, right, the plaza lights, we got that, right? Been around since 1930s. Keep the tradition going, right? And the lighting, the whole bit. So uh, that's the sort of thing going on. But friends, Let's get serious here for a moment because let me present to you the finest of all Christmas traditions ever. Music, please. This is the big reveal. Fruitcake. Fruitcake. Take a good look. No, don't touch. Just fruitcake. There is nothing like Christmas tradition. Fruitcake. Is there? And when I say there's nothing like it, I mean there's nothing like it. It's fruitcake. What, what is fruitcake? Is it cake? Is it fruit? It's actually neither of those. It has some things that once looked like fruit. They could have been fruit. But it's fruitcake. And fruitcake, I eat fruitcake. I own this fruitcake. This is my fruitcake. I will eat this fruitcake, and I will eat it all alone because I can't get anybody else to eat it in the household. Uh, But I had been raised on fruitcake because my mother would buy a fruitcake every year. And in our house, we didn't have a lot of money. And so at Christmas time, we got Butterfingers, Heath Bars, Hershey's, oranges, not too excited about the oranges, and fruitcake. And we would eat the fruitcake after all the Hershey bars and everything else were gone. So come April or May, we'd get around to eating the fruitcake. That's okay. Good shelf life. It's just fine. It's good. This is, this is solid, this fruitcake. You, you can't argue with fruitcake. It's two pounds of acquired taste. It's like Iocane powder from the Princess Bride. You, you have to build up a resistance to eat it. This is good. This is good stuff. And when I say solid, I mean two pounds of of goodness, right? You can't destroy it. You don't, you don't eat it right away. Use it as a doorstop. It's good. Multi-purpose holiday tradition fruitcake. Hmm? Doesn't get any better than that. 
So I was raised on that sort of thing. It's made by Trappist monks down in, I can't tell you where. It's down in the Ozarks, five and a half hours away. I've been there. I made pilgrimage to Trapp- Trappist monks have a vow of silence, except for only a few times a year. They are severe monks, and they make these. But they're little monk hands, putting monk things into it. Somebody came up after first seven and said, what are the ingredients? I can't tell you what the ingredients are. Nobody knows. That's why it's fruitcake. And that's how a mystery Christmas tradition happens. You're missing out. That's all I'm saying. You know? So we all have our traditions. But on a more serious note, I'll just leave this out here. Uh, It doesn't really matter if it's exposed to the air. It's just fine. Uh, So, uh, but like my story on the fruitcake growing up without much, our best Christmas traditions are born out of hardship, right? And here we are in a pandemic. It's hardship. You know, we're having a hard time. And uh, so who knows what traditions will come out of this one? I know we'll all probably remember it. You'll tell your kids and your grandkids about it someday. Like, remember the pandemic? Oh, yeah, we all had to wear a mask while eating fruitcake. You know, or whatever you had to come up with. But hardship creates traditions. And the best traditions come out of hardship. Some of the best Christmas traditions are born out of this hardship. So back when Lakeland first began, we were meeting in a banquet hall, hall over a restaurant over on 291. And uh, we rented it. We had a big 18-foot trailer. We hauled everything in by hand or in some rolling carts. If the elevator, where we met upstairs, if the elevator was broke, we had to carry everything up the stairs. Uh, It was a hot, sweaty job. And in the wintertime, it was freezing cold because the back door was open. And uh, we did one of our very first Christmas Eve services one night during the week. The restaurant was closed back in those days so long ago. Like 20 years ago, all restaurants were closed. The, the sidewalks were rolled up, and we were having Christmas Eve service. And I have to tell you that probably over half the church were, well, they were young, and most of the church was all young, and probably over half the church was still living in their parents' basement, I think, and um, which was a problem on Christmas Eve because everybody needed to go home. Like, I got to get to my parents, right? So, But we had to set up and tear down church, and so this particular Christmas Eve, we were doing the thing and having Christmas Eve service, and we got down to it, and we had just about everything out. The door open; it had to be down in the 20s. It was one of those cold, and it already snowed, and there was ice everywhere, and uh, it was dark, of course. And it was down to Chris Lee, music guy, Laurie, my wife, my brother Tim, who had come over, and, uh, and me. And we were the last ones putting things away. Everybody else had gone to their family stuff. And... Uh, finally, Chris is like, I got to get to my parents. So he took off. And then my brother, Tim's like, well, I got a long way to drive home. I'm taking off. I'm like, okay, see ya. And Lori's like, we always drove separate, of course. And, uh, so Lori's like, I'm going home. I'm cold. I'm like, all right. And so the, I remember it's me shutting the door and locking things up. And the trailer was just going to sit there all night. Nobody was going to pull it away or anything like that. And I looked around out there in the back alley by the trash cans outside the restaurant. And the wind was blowing. The ice was crunching. And it was just dark, and I was all alone. And um, I thought to myself, I said, Lord, I believe, I believe this is entirely worth it, but i got to tell you, I'm exhausted. And I drove home. That night, when I got home, I crashed on the sofa. And I don't know where we got it or who gave it to us or whatever, but I had an old uh, VHS tape maybe or a, a DVD or whatever it is 
of a of a of a, a Christmas Carol by Charles Dickens. It was called Scrooge, and it was a British film, 1951, Alistair Sims, starring Alistair Sims, called A Christmas Carol. And it's grainy, and it's black and white, and it's this old thing. And I watched it all by myself. Lori had gone up to bed, and I was just kind of cooling down for the night. And I watched Ebenezer Scrooge's heart melt, and then the three ghosts came and melted his heart, and he goes to his nephew's house, asks for forgiveness, and... Um, and I don't know, I can't explain it. It's like any good American honor tradition. I can't explain it, but somehow I thought that's what Christmas is all about. That, that's it. You know, that's what made it so important. And everything just kind of made sense in sort of a Charles Dickens sort of way to me. And I can't really tell you how it all made sense. It just did. And ever since then, Christmas tradition for me and now Lori is to watch A Christmas Carol, that same 1951 Ebenezer Scrooge, old black and white movie on Christmas Eve, and that's what we do. That's tradition. Tradition, everybody, helps us make sense of our world. It tells us our identity. It tells us who we are. Tradition grounds us. So moms and dads, you got to lean into your Christmas tradition. If you have small children, you got small children, you make tradition. It is your job to make sure traditions happen. Don't keep changing it up all the time and looking for the new innovation thing like some sort of good American Make the thing happen over and over and over, right? That's your job. That's what you do. Because that'll tell your children who they are, who they belong to. So grandparents, aunts and uncles, relatives, and this sort of thing, cousins, you have this beautiful privilege to be able to speak into the lives of the other kids, right? Because you can, like, aunts and uncles, you got this magical ability to come in and tell kids anything. Look, kid. Let me tell you, your parents are never going to tell you this stuff. But here's the way life really works. And then they tell you how smoking works. That Actually, that's sociologically speaking. Aunts and uncles actually tell kids how sex works and how this, what smoking is and what's like to get drunk and stuff like that. Stuff your parents would never tell you. Your brother told them. You're like, where'd you learn that? Uncle Tim. So, you know, I mean, that's just what happens. And so you could come in and say, like, look, this particular instance, look, your parents, they don't go to church, but I do. And let me tell you, it's not just about the Christmas cookies. It's about Jesus, the Son of God, coming to earth, and God's with us. It's the craziest story in the world, I know it, but that's actually the core of Christianity. If you don't believe that, if you don't believe the real Christmas story, you miss the whole thing. You can tell them stuff like that. You know, That's what you do. That's what you get to do. So lean into the Christmas story, even if you're not the parents. But parents, you got to tell the story and get this thing done. You do the Advent wreath, you light the candles, you do the discussion, you do the games, you do the exercises, and this sort of thing. If you don't like the stuff in the Advent guide, just make up your own. I don't care. Just have the time and light the candle. Say the prayers, write somebody's name on a piece of paper, whatever you do, and pray for people. Pray for love. Do these sort of things. Because there's no Christianity then without without. Uh, there's no Christianity without God coming to be with us as Jesus Christ. It's just that important. So get the thing done. That's what your job is. So make a tradition, and your family will be strong. Your church will be strong, and it will be good. All right? So let's get that done. Here we got Christmas Eve service coming. I know a lot of us can't be here uh, for safety reasons, so that's great. As a matter of fact, if you're missing Christmas Eve, 
and you feel like, oh man, I can't believe I got to miss Christmas Eve. That actually means that you have a really strong draw towards that tradition. So that's a good positive thing. Missing it, you'll know, I'll be there even more, even more so next year. Like, cool. You know, and if you do come, you're like, we're coming to the Christmas Eve service. We're going to do it. We're going to light the candle. We're going to use our little uh, thimblenator and thimblenate the candle. I just made that word up. It's now in the lexicon. So, um, you know, and we're going to do that whole thing. We're going to make that happen. So lean into these traditions. Now, let's just take a moment, just a, a few short moments here, and talk about the very first Christmas nearly 2,000 years ago and where tradition really came from. I've often thought about this one single passage from the Gospel of Luke in Luke's uh, birth narrative right there in Luke chapter 2, verse 19. Luke chapter 2, verse 19. But Mary treasured all these words and pondered them in her heart. But Mary treasured all these words and pondered them in her heart. Treasuring and pondering. That's how traditions start. The angels sing, the shepherds worship and go and tell. But young Mary, she's left to ponder and treasure. I wonder what she was pondering. I wonder what she pondered. I think she pondered what any young, she probably is a teenager, what any young mother would be thinking. Knowing her people's history, the Jews' history, and knowing what's going on and knowing that the Holy Spirit had come to her and that prophecies had been said. And she could see her nation's entire history coming down on this little baby that's sitting right before her. You don't think she didn't ponder and treasure what was going on and her role in that? That she was happy to be a servant of God? Great thing is, is we actually have a really good idea about what she pondered because she wrote a song about it and the song is called The Magnificat. It's in Luke chapter 1, verse 46. And Mary said, My soul magnifies the Lord. Magnificat is the Latin for magnify. My soul magnifies the Lord. My spirit rejoices in God my Savior, for he has looked with favor on the lowliness of his servant. Surely from now on all generations will call me blessed, for the mighty one has done great things for me, and holy is his name. His mercy is for those who fear him from generation to generation. He's shown strength with his arm. He's scattered the proud in the thoughts of their hearts, in the thoughts of their hearts. He's brought down the powerful from their thrones and lifted up the holy, and he has filled the hungry with good things and sent the rich away empty. He's helped his servant Israel in remembrance of his mercy, according to the promise he made to our ancestors, to Abraham and to his descendants forever, says Mary. Mary ponders just how such an insignificant nobody such as herself could be swept up in such a huge, huge story of God and her people. And she knows that redemption is coming. She just doesn't know how it's going to happen with this little baby in front of her. She realizes her son is destined for greatness. Abraham, Isaac, Moses, King David, all the prophets are all coming before her eyes as she thinks through what's it going to mean when he grows up. That is the beauty of being a mother. It's the beauty of all of us who have a small child and you look into their face and you think, I wonder what they'll be someday. What thing will they be? 
So family, the gift you have is in front of you. It's your family's story. It's the stories you tell this week, especially. Don't forget the stories. Don't ignore the stories. I know you've beat them to death. You'll get the eye rolls and you'll get the whining. Let's not do that tradition. Let's not do that story. Do we have to, you know, eat the fruit cake? Yes, you do. But that's what you do. And then someday, your only revenge, parents and family, is that your kids will impose the same fruitcake stuff on their kids, and they'll get the same eye rolls and the whining or whatever you came up with. we got to make Christmas cookies. Do we have to? Yeah. Yeah, we do. And then you get to sit over there in the easy chair and smirk. And that's about all you're going to get out of this whole thing. As you watch them telling their children who they belong to and what story they're in and what, what cosmic story of God they're in. That's your privilege. That's your right. That's your responsibility. That's your destiny. Without traditions, we aren't anything. So as Mary ponders her own time, so we too have to bring Jesus into our own world. So we'll end this year as the people of God, the people of Lakeland. We are the people of God at Lakeland. And we will do our traditions, and we will do our Christmas Eve, and we've done Advent, and we will say the prayers, and we'll gather around the reef, and we'll light the stuff because we're the people of God, and we do these traditions in spite of the pandemic and in spite of not being able to get together. We do it because it is a hardship. And because we do the hardship and we do these traditions during this time, that defines who we are. It makes us into real human beings. It makes us tough. And it makes us strong. And Lakeland has done a one-life financial challenge during a year when you shouldn't be doing financial challenges. And we did it in spades. We did it well, despite the fact that it was tough. And it's helping people all over the planet. And in our own backyard. That's how tradition works. We do it. And it defines us. And that's why I'll still order a fruitcake every year, even though nobody else on the planet or in this city wants to eat one. Because it tells me who I am. Because that's my family tradition. It'll probably die out with me. I'm not even sure I can get my brothers to eat it anymore. Not when they got Christmas cookies. You know. But I give them a Heath bar every year, and they eat the Heath bar because they're like, oh, Heath bar. And then they complain about the fruitcake. But I'll keep the tradition alive because that's who we are. Do you have traditions? Are you building this? Does Christmas mean something to you? Are you going to lean into it? Are you going to do this with some determination, some unflappable tenacity? Are we going to get this done? Because if you do, if you ponder, if you treasure like Mary, then you will have Christmas to, the, to its fullest. And it will mean everything to you, especially this year. May we embrace this week with everything we have. Amen? Amen.